Buenos dias, buenos dias, buenos dias. Welcome to today's Mayito Minute. You guys may not know when I publish these things, but I'm recording it a little bit late today. So it's 5 o'clock Belgian time. Not sure what it is where you're listening, but I know it's not 5 o'clock because I don't think there's anybody that listens to this out here in Belgium. And uh, the big reason for this is I've got a race recap for you, but the race didn't start until it was scheduled to start at 6.30. It started more like sev- at 7, Belgian time, p.m., and it was a 65-kilometer criterium, and I say that in quotations. So it ended up taking us an hour, about an hour and 40 minutes, so once we were done... Roll back to the car, turn your numbers in, do all that kind of stuff. We got home, and it was after 10 o'clock at night. We had a very late dinner, and I didn't get to bed until almost midnight. And so I didn't wake up until nine minutes before breakfast. Breakfast was scheduled for 8.45, and I didn't wake up until 8.36, actually. Got dressed and came down very quickly. And then the day just got started from there. We had breakfast and then we we did a ride, we, which was awesome, which I will tell you guys about in this episode. But long story short, I just didn't have the pocket of time that I wanted to, to be able to say everything that I wanted to say in this episode, because this one might be a little bit longer, um, But I, and I didn't want to rush it. I wanted to make sure that uh, I gave you guys as much information as possible for those of you that you know, are listening to these and are enjoying these. So as I said, yesterday was a race day. So, you know, we did our hour 20 minute, I believe just spin in the morning. Very easy. Uh, there's this one little route that we're kind of getting used to. And I think by this point I can do on my own. It, uh, it goes into Odenard and goes on a canal path for a little while and then just jogs back out to uh, Kirkham, where we're staying. So just to give you guys a little bit of perspective, uh, where we're staying is called Market Kirkham. And it's, as you can see, as you can hear by the sheep, uh, it, it's it's predominantly farmland, country roads. It's, uh, it's, it's definitely uh, country, right? And Odenard is, uh, is a city. So, you know, you ride from here... And we went into kind of a bigger town. Uh, the Tour of Flanders Museum is there as well. And I will go and visit that. So I will for sure have some pictures. And I will definitely weave that into the recap of that day when we do go out there. So anyhow, we got our little spin in. And I did a couple of sprints. Legs feeling good. Uh, ready to go. And the rest of the day was, you know, come back. Uh, you know, have lunch. Pack your race bag you know, make sure everything's ready to go. Um, you know, there, there's downtime, but there's not downtime. So, you know, there's, there's little pockets of time where you kind of just get to, you know, exhale a little bit and kind of lay up, but it's not as much as you think you're not, you're not constantly just laying around, sitting around doing nothing. I mean, you're, you're riding your bike. Actually, when we got back from the ride, now that I'm remembering how yesterday went, like, you know, you get back home and then you clean the bike and then, you know, I cleaned the bike and I just did a quick check over on all my bolts, uh, just make sure that my bolts hadn't come loose a little bit, make sure that the shifting is good. Just do a, do a glance over on the bike because as y'all know, 
you know, out here we're we're riding cobbles and uh, we're not, you know, it's not like we're riding a ton of cobbles, but you know, you're riding them and they they bounce the bike around pretty good and just making sure that everything's in working order. So did that, you know, came inside, you know, showered up, uh, got a got a quick little nap in, and then on our way to the race. And so the race was about an hour away, um, and you know, kind of, kind of a crazy deal. It like we passed a race on the way to our race, which is kind of funny, right? Like that's how things operate out here. That's how big bicycle racing is. Like we passed a race on the way to our race. It was Thursday. It was a Thursday. Um, so just to put it in perspective, it's not like it was a Saturday where, you know, there might be different races happening, you know, in the States, you know, wherever you're from, like being from Texas, like sometimes there are, you know, different events going on in different parts of Texas, but it's like on the weekend, uh, during the week, it's not. Um, so this town really cool. Um, it was, uh, Eklo and it was really neat like we came in there just kind of a cool vibe uh a lot of just people kind of hanging out in cafes and stuff uh it looked I mean not necessarily a little bit more modern but it looked like there were there were more people in this area than uh than the other two places uh you know, that I've seen races at. So, you know, the first day I watched the guys race and then the first one that I did, um, you know, was in a smaller town as well. It looked like this was maybe one of the, one of the bigger towns that, uh, that maybe we'll race in. So kind of a cool vibe. So it was a criterium. Now let me explain. Uh, the laps were still four kilometers, right? So four kilometers is, you know, over two miles. So that doesn't necessarily you know, sound like a criterium back home in the States, right? Like criterium laps back home in the States are a lot of times under a mile. So, you know, I say criterium, but you know, there was a, there's a difference there. Here's the other difference. It was 65 kilometers, right? Uh, which, uh, doing some quick math was 40 miles, like over 40 miles. So again, I mean, back home in the States, you don't do criteriums that are that long. Uh, you're doing, you know, even at the pro level, like a 90 minute criterium. And in 90 minutes, you know, you might cover 35, 36 miles. So it was, it was longer than, uh, than some of the events back home. Um, and so, uh, yeah, the, the course itself was, Really interesting. By the way, another super fun race. Uh, had a ton of fun, but it was uh, how can I explain it? It was it was like an L. It was an L shape. Uh, so <laughs> it had two turns on it, and obviously, if you know the letter L, the turns were U turns. Two U turns. Now, one of the U turns, not really that big of a deal. It was on a two lane boulevard. So it had two lanes going each way, uh, very wide, lots of room to come out of that U-turn. You came into it, you know, carrying, you know, with more speed, you came out of it with more speed. Um, at least on paper you would think, uh, and I'll get to that in a second. And then the other one was super tight, super tight. Like, um, we, 
I would say that, uh, and and that was a one-lane boulevard each way, and I would say if you can imagine that one-lane boulevard each way being equivalent to one lane in the United States. That, that That's what it was. Uh, so the, the course did have a flow to it. Uh, the course was, you'd start out and you'd, you'd go and then you would take a right hand turn and, and it was predominantly downhill to get to the first really tight U-turn. And here's how that one would go. Uh, you'd come into it, you're, you're grabbing brakes. Well, depending on where you are in the field. Uh, but you know, pretty much everybody, everybody had to be on their brakes, but wherever you were in the pack determined how much brake you had to catch. Um, so if you were near the back, then they made you pay for it because coming into that U-turn, the people in the front were able to pick their line, obviously. Uh, there was a lot of rubbing. There was a lot of bumping. Uh, there was some yelling, not not as much. I mean, I can imagine this thing happening in the United States. There'd be a ton of yelling. Um, but then what they would do is the guys that came out of it first would jam it. And for about half of that stretch coming out of that turn going back up to uh the the left turn to get to the other you know straightaway of the L uh about halfway that stretch was like full gas and so you came out of that turn that U turn and you just knew you were going to sprint uh to to stay on the wheel in front of you and you knew it was going to be really hard and remember it was predominantly downhill going into that tight turn so it was predominantly uphill going you know coming out of it and you were on the gas for about half that straightaway, and then it would kind of let up a little bit uh, until you made the left turn to get onto the other straightaway of the L. But once you did that, then it was game on again. They would jam it again, right? And they would jam it all the way to pretty much the other U-turn, okay? Now, the other U-turn, like I said, was more wide open. You were able to carry more speed into it, um, and so, but they would they would not take it as quickly as you think that they would take it. They would scrub a little bit of speed on purpose going into it again so that what they could do is coming out of that, guys near the front make the guys in the middle and in the back pay. They they stomp on the pedals, accelerate out of that thing so you come out of that U-turn, you're knowing you're having to stand up to stay on that wheel and then they would just pin it for about half of that straightaway. Until you made the right-hand turn and started going downhill to the tight 180. So that was essentially the flow of the course. Now, I knew that. However, uh, knowing and executing are two different things. This was my second race. And um, I, I I didn't engage it like I did my first race, just to be completely honest with you. My first race, I felt like from... The beginning of the race, I was engaged. I was uh, being, uh, you know, aggressive in terms of holding my position, improving my position, you know, figuring out where I wanted to be in the field. And for this one here, um, I didn't. And I paid for it. I I definitely suffered, uh, I'd say, the first third to maybe maybe even the first half of this criterium because I was one of the guys near the back or flat out like the last guy. So I was having to expend a tremendous amount of energy uh, 
not as much on the wide uh, U-turn, but on that tight one, oh man, I, I was I was really just having to having to jam hard. Um, and so, you know, at some point, um, I, you know, I, I kind of snapped out of it and I said, Mario, you know, what are you doing? I mean, do you want to do you want to finish this thing? Do you want to be a player in this thing? Do you want to be able to do something other than hang on for dear life? Like, you got to get out of here. You got to you got to move up. Um, and you know, all that being said, I mean, I've got great fitness, uh, but you know, here was a case of, okay, I've got great fitness, but does it even matter if you don't race this thing the right way? Cause here's a guy that I, I believe I was, I was one of the fitter guys there, but at the same time, like if you're not doing it right and if you're not racing it right, then does it even matter? So when I made the decision, yes, I want to, Oh look, you're you're actually feeling okay. You're actually good. You can actually handle this. Like, why are you back here? What are you not believing about yourself? Like, get up there. Um, things changed, like drastically. Uh, all of a sudden, I'm not at the back. I I'm not near the back. I'm not on the back. I'm not like you know wondering when you know I'm gonna pop. Like it was like okay, you're up here look around, who are the teams, what are they doing, what are they trying to do, uh, and, and I'll give you this, like, one of the revelations that I came to, and I'm, I'm really glad that I did, because I feel like this was one of the things that saved my race, was going down into that really tight 180, um, like, I, I looked down, because I was, I was curious, I looked down at my cassette on one of the laps, and I was probably, like, in the 14 in the back, so, uh, like, and again, I've got a, you know, 52 on the front. So it's semi-compact, but it's only a 52. It's not, it's not very much smaller than what most people have. But, uh, but I was like in the 14 and, and I was like, wait a minute, you've got so much room to downshift to get into an easier gear so that when you come out of the U-turn, you're not overgeared. Cause that was something that I was watching. And once I got it, uh, I, I think that some of the guys, even some of the local guys didn't necessarily figure it out, but it was like, you were bogged down coming out of that coming out of that U-turn, that was part of your problem with the acceleration. And once I figured that out, it became visibly apparent to me that it wasn't, it, 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 it never was my fitness that was keeping me from being able to execute that U-turn properly. It was literally the fact that I was in too hard of a gear. So once I did that, it, it was, it was game on. I say game on, uh, but at the same time I did, fi- I did find it, uh, relatively easy Again, that that's relative to the race. Um, to get good positioning, maintain good positioning, be near the front, uh, not on the front. I mean, I, I didn't want to pull. I didn't want to do anything. There's teams there. There were guys there, uh, and there were a couple of opportunities where I I tried to uh, I tried to sniff out a move. There was maybe a move up the road at, on at one particular point that I'm thinking about, and. There were guys itching to bridge and I jumped on that bridge and then we made it up to the break, but the break really didn't get that much leash. I mean, I'm going to very, very loosely say that I was in the break, but it not really because it was only really, we were only really like three or four seconds clear. Uh, it had, it had, cause, because it had some of the guys that I, I can tell were some of the hitters there. Um, and so it, it was a day where there were a lot of things that were trying to happen. There were a lot of, uh, guys that were trying to get off the front. Uh, again, like some of the strong guys were able to try this, you know, a few times, several times and nothing, nothing would go. 
Uh, because I think if you took out, if you took out like the 30 seconds coming into and out of both of those U-turns and you averaged the speed that we were doing on every other part of the course, it was, it was over 30, like easy. I mean, we averaged over 26 miles an hour, uh, with two U-turns on the course. And one of them being really, really tight, like literally you're, you're zero, like you're almost track standing in that, in that one, uh, you know, uh, U-turn. So Anyhow, a uh, really fast race. Uh, I'm happy with how I felt, but at the same time, I, I'm not. It, I'm not satisfied with the way that I raced that first half. Uh, I'm not. I'm not happy with the fact that I wasted the first half of that race, um, being tentative, being shy, not being aggressive, not trusting my fitness, like not not trusting the handling, like like those kinds of things. Uh, I I'm not happy with that because those were probably big efforts that I was making that if I would have saved, could have made a difference in. Uh, my ability to be able to try to get into some moves and try to do some things versus just, again, I mean, the positioning was good, but just sitting in the field, uh, which is not, not what I wanted to do. Uh, but it is what it is. I did finish my second one. Uh, I'm going to give the result, but it doesn't really mean anything. I got 33rd, um, which was better than, than the first one, but I feel like I raced the first Kermes that I did better than this one, which is a criterium. I feel like I engaged that one more. I feel like I trusted myself that one more. Um, now the second half of, of yesterday's race, I feel like I was super comfortable and I was, and I was very confident actually. Um, and I, and I think that's something that I'm, I'm definitely cognizant of and I'm, I'm taking in, um, I'm trying to be, be aware of becoming familiar with this whole scene with, with this, with, um, the way things go out here, the way the racing goes out here. Um, like I'm here, this is what I'm doing again, kind of very similar to what I said in the, in the first, uh, race recap episode. So, um, anyhow, it, it was a good day. It was a good day. And, um, we race again tomorrow. So tomorrow's Saturday and we're racing just seven kilometers from the house. So we're actually going to ride out there. It's a town very close to ours. And there is a cobbled section that we will be taking on. I believe tomorrow's race is, it's also called a criterium. It will be a 70 kilometer criterium. And the laps are 5.3 kilometers each, I believe, if I remember correctly. So again, you know, loosely calling it a criterium because it's, it's even longer than, than yesterday's. It's 70 K and it's 5.3 K laps. Uh, so we'll, uh, we'll do it again. This course tomorrow runs a little bit more like a road race. Uh, yesterday's race really did run like a criterium back home. There was a 236 feet of elevation gain. I think I saw on my Garmin total for the whole thing. Um, this one tomorrow will have more elevation gain than that. It won't be like a ton, but it'll be more than that. And the course runs more like a just traditional, uh, you know, road race back home. I, you can almost call it a circuit race is probably what most people would call it back in the States. Uh, so anyhow, I'm almost, uh, I'm almost 20 minutes in. So I'm going to leave you with this little teaser today in the morning. We went on a little ride. It was only a 20 mile ride, by the way. So kind of wrap your head around this, where I'm staying, where, where I currently am right now, where my feet are, uh, 
20 mile ride. Okay. And in 20 miles, we were able to ride the Paderberg, the Koppenberg, and the Tienberg. For those of you that are nerds, like me, pro cycling nerds, y'all already know those are three climbs in the Tour of Flanders, cobbled climbs. And uh, Christian was saying, if we wanted to stretch the ride out a little bit more, we could have kept going. They're all, they're all over the place out here. Just to give you guys some perspective. And to tease you as well, because I will talk about this ride in tomorrow's episode. So you're going to have to wait for that. Let me just say, holy cow, it's unreal. All right, y'all. Thank you for tuning in. Um, hey, we're going to get ice cream again tonight. So we earn some ice cream. One of the things that we do is we set goals for our performances in our races. And if we reach and if we achieve certain goals and standards, then Christian rewards us with a trip to the local ice cream shop to go get some ice cream. And so we did have a guy in our group, Jack White, rode well yesterday in that crit. He got 19th. And so he earned us a scoop of ice cream because he was in the top 20, which is the standard that he had to achieve. And then on top of that, we were further able to earn an additional scoop if everybody that raced finished on the lead lap. And we were able to do that too. So I've got two scoops of ice cream coming. And what I was thinking about today on my ride, and I was contemplating was, am I going to go with the flavors that I already like, or am I going to try something different? And I think I might try something different because I know that we're going to earn more ice cream and I'm going to do my part to get us some starting tomorrow. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Appreciate you guys. Till next time.